0: This is Jules, lead pastor of TFH Oakland. We exist so that people far from God can experience a fulfilled life in Christ. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online at TFH Oak or visit us at TFH TFH Oakland, what's up? Pastor Jules here. Thank you for joining us on this Christmas service and celebration. You know, Christmas is an interesting season. Talking about seasons, what show are you watching right now? You know, during this Christmas season, most people go in on their shows. They binge watch so many different things. And I love the shows. I love the break. I love the camaraderie of hanging out with family. I love the finality of a season. I love the beginning of a season. But one of the things that always interests me about production and shows is not always just the main character, but the supporting cast. Today, we're gonna look at a moment, a season of Christmas not only just to remind ourselves, but to align ourselves with the message of hope, of Jesus being the main character of our story, but the supporting cast. And how one family, God took one family and brought them through one of the most excruciating, painful experiences to bring about hope into the world. You see, when I look at the the message of, of Jesus and around the Christmas season, there's been so much debate about when was Jesus actually born? Uh, whether it had been the winter solstice or whether it had been pagan holidays. There's been so much debate about when Jesus was born and you know, are we celebrating the actual holiday? And one of the things about Christmas is that we can become so preoccupied with the trees, the, the stockings, the gifts, that we miss out on the whole reason for the centrality of Jesus. You see, you thought I was gonna say season. I got you, I got you. But one of the things that I love about seeing the works of God and seeing how God works within humanity, it always amazes me. Man, I love the packaging. I love the glitter, the sparkle, the lights. That's all great. But something about God working within the dysfunction, the, the terror, the insecurities, the brokenness of humanity is the one of the things that I find so beautiful. And to see how God loves us so much that He's willing to walk with us when we feel so alone, when we feel isolated, when we feel forgotten one of the things about the season of Christmas that we have to understand that God works with the supporting cast. I want to read a couple of verses of scripture. And then at the end of our message today, we're going to focus on the birth of Jesus and how this changes lives still to this day. It says this, uh, this is the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Matthew and Luke. It says, Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David and the son of Abraham, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers Judah, the father of Perez, and it goes on. The different fathers and their sons mentioning daughters and different ladies that had played this an amazing tapestry of stories that were all family and ancestors of Jesus. One of the things that I love about this is that hundreds of years prior to Jesus ever being born, none of these supporting cast members, Abraham, David, Tamar, Uh, Sarah, Abraham, all of these matriarchs, patriarchs of faith had no idea that God was using their lives to be an on-ramp for Jesus to come. You see, we have an advantage of looking at the Christmas story of seeing all of the brokenness from infertility to infidelity to brokenness for, I mean, there was so much stuff that was going on in the personalized stories of these men and women that just thought they were just living their lives. But honestly, they were all leading to the coming of Christ. What we think is so obvious, they were completely oblivious to. They were oblivious to what they thought was so normal, what they thought was so routine. And the question that I wanna ask ourselves is this, could you be oblivious to how God is working in your life in this season, in this moment? They saw what they saw as insignificant, that they thought that was just normal, it was actually very sacrificial to God. And I wonder that in this holiday season, that as we look into 2022, that maybe we may be misinterpreting our season. Maybe God could be aligning the stars. Maybe God could be calling us to break things off or to align ourselves and to align our motivations so that Jesus can come in and begin to handle and heal the things that are so broken and so chaotic in our lives. You see, surrounding Christmas, it can be a reminder of who we have and who we don't have. You know, whenever I think about the holidays, I'm always reminded about the family members that are gone. I think about my father, I think about my godfather and people that have left such a mark in my life. And during the holidays, we can become so, I don't know, hurt, brokenhearted in the midst of all of the smiles and the beverages and the clanking of glasses. Sometimes we can also recognize that something is missing in our lives. And I love this because as we get this aerial view of the coming of Christ, We see these men and women in all of their brokenness and all of their, their, their heartache and their pain and God was working in the midst of their oblivion, in the midst of their pain and their trials. But we come a little bit closer and some of the relatives of Jesus before Mary and Joseph take center stage, we are coming in contact with a priest and his wife, Elizabeth, Zechariah and Elizabeth. And they've come pretty old in age and they've been praying for a child and with no luck, with no blessing, no intervention, no in vitro, none of the modern technology that is available, they start to recognize what they don't have. And it says this in Luke chapter one, verse 18, when an angel comes and visits Zechariah in the moment, this, this, this infamous moment, Zechariah is worshiping God and the stars are aligning and he's got like the Holy Ghost lottery ticket. And the angel begins to give him an invitation. He says, Zechariah, you've been chosen by God and God wants to use you and your wife to usher in the forerunner of the Messiah, that the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist, is going to be your son. In this family, Zechariah, because of all of the pain that he has endured, all of the vacancy, all of the heartache, all of the unanswered prayers, he is in a moment where he is so unable to trust God, that God is going to complete what he started to the point that as he's having this angelic visitation, this is his response in verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. You see, sometimes in the holidays, we begin to evaluate our lives and we begin to look at our lives through the view of our own limitation. We begin to look at what we don't have. We begin to compare our lives to others. And let me just tell you that it's not about a day. It's not about unwrapping gifts. It's about this season of realigning our hearts to recognize that God is still faithful, that if he started something, he shall see it to completion. And Zechariah was so disturbed that he stopped trusting God in this area of life. You know, one of the things that I like to say is that people of faith, we don't just look at the facts, but our faith gives us more colors to paint with. Not that we have to, to lie or not that we have to exaggerate, but it gives us an understanding that God can work within our limitations, beyond our limitations. And maybe you are in this season where the supporting cast, you're not really sure if they're able to help you walk out the things of God, the relationships that you've acquired. And you may feel like, man, I'm at a very low place. Can I still trust God? can I just tell you this? Don't fact your way out of following Jesus. Don't fact your way out of following God and don't allow time to deteriorate what God has called you to accomplish. You know, sometimes they say time heals all wounds, but I think it is so interesting that thousands of years of expectation, of hope and desire, and of anticipation that the Messiah, the one that would overthrow governments, that's what these Jewish people thought. They thought he would come in armor and a sword and a spear and he would over and topple governments, but he came in humility. And in that time, there were men and women that continued to trust God and some that began to doubt. Time has an interesting effect on us depending on our ability to interpret that God is still working. And ultimately, the story and the coming of Jesus answered these three fundamental questions. Why God, how God, and when God? And all of them culminate with the answer being Jesus. But God works through our humanity. He works in our brokenness, and God works in our obscurity. Look at this in Luke chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now let's understand and kind of look at the humanity of this story, which is extremely important. This couple was going through probably one of the most adverse, no, not not probably, they were going through the most adverse season of their lives. One obscure moment after the other. Think of it this way. Joseph is betrothed to Mary, Mary, ironically. And as they are living in the high end of happiness with expectation, God comes and interrupts them and says, Mary, you are going to carry the Messiah. And Joseph is now introduced to Mary's yes. Mary says yes to the will of God. And I don't know about you, but if I was Joe, bro, I'd be lightweight, upset, and tripping. you telling me, Mary, no extracurricular activity is going on. You are bringing in the Messiah and God has overshadowed you with blessing, with honor, and you are called to be the one to usher in this monumental event, Jesus. But I love this is because Mary says yes to God in all of humility. But her yes was also interconnected, interdependent on Joseph's yes. You see, some of the questions that I ask is, what did God see in Mary? What did God see in Joseph? Because in their moment of obscurity, they were going to start off their lives with marital bliss. But now they were in a city they didn't want to live in. They had no one that they knew. With a baby, they weren't prepared To take care of. But God saw them and they weren't alone. He sent people that would understand their loneliness and their isolation. Look at what it says in verse 13. It says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds, what they said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in their heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they had just been told. You see, the crazy thing is, is this, I love... obscurity that Jesus comes in. He is not born in the Ritz. He's not born in some uh, tropical, beautiful oasis. He's born in an animal trough and potentially a cave. And Mary and Joseph had to feel so alone, had to feel so forgotten to live in that dichotomy of knowing that you are doing the will of God but yet you are in obscurity. You are alone and isolated. You know no one. And I think there are many people that are watching right now. You may be surrounded by your family and still feel alone. You may be in a new city and know no one and you feel like, God, did I make the right decision? But look how God works in the middle of all of that obscurity. God sends some shepherds to visit Mary and Joseph in the middle of their isolation. That is my prayer for everyone that is listening to this message, that God would send people to understand completely, unequivocally, that understand what you are going through and be able to bear witness and be able to be in tune with what God is walking with you in the middle of all of that. That God comes and he shows up in the middle of our isolation. That Mary and Joseph probably had felt so lost and began to question, but God brought some shepherds who came in and showed up right on time. And the Bible says that Mary had treasured all of these things in their heart. You see, I believe in this Christmas season, there are two groups of people. People that what they consider to do the, be doing the ordinary, God actually wants to use their ordinary to be an intersection to bring someone closer to Him. And the group of people that may feel isolated and need hope and need to know that God has not forgotten them, that God will bring an intersection in our lives, just like he did with the story of Jesus. You see, who's God called you to go to that's in isolation right now? What you may feel in your community, maybe you've been serving God for a long time and the story, the message of Jesus is one of those things that sometimes is just kinda like, yeah, I know it's good, it's great. But the message of Jesus is that Jesus came to broken and lost people who had no hope. Jesus, was the prince of peace and he establishes, even in his birth, that no one would feel forgotten. And so Jesus comes to an isolated, a far off group of people. I wanna ask you in this Christmas moment, in this season, who do you know that may be forgotten right now? Who's at home alone? Is it the neighbor? Is it someone down the hall? How can you leave a mark of impact to say, you know what, I was thinking about you and I just wanna let you know that you're not by yourself. Maybe you're listening right now and you just need to know that God sees you. Can I just let you know that God has not forgotten you no matter what you're going through? Maybe you've experienced excruciating pain and loss and you've lost a family member and the holidays always remind you of what you don't have. I want you to know that God sees you. He saw Mary and Joseph when they were going through their brokenness. You see, one of the things that the names about Jesus that helps to remind myself and to align my heart in this moment is this that they called him Emmanuel, that God is with us. That Jesus was known as this great deliverer who came in humility. And one of the things that I wanna remind you as we come to a close on this Christmas day is that God is with us when we're oblivious to what is happening. God is with you. Maybe you're going through something, you're like, I have no idea how I'm gonna walk through this. Financially, we just don't got it. God has always been faithful. And these supporting cast members, hundreds of years apart, different languages that separate them, had no idea that they were being used as part of a greater orchestrated event that God was doing in their lives. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us when we're tired of believing. Just ask Zechariah and Elizabeth, the cousins of Mary and Joseph, that they had become so tired, they had fought the good fight and they wanted to give up, they thought their time was up. Can I just let you know that God is with you? It's not time to give up. Probably it's time to press in. And many times God will show up the most miraculous at our least. Can I let you know that God is with you if you're in a place of obscurity? I think there are a lot of people that actually just moved to the Bay Area or maybe you're in transition and you're just kind of asking yourself, God, do you see where I'm at? I moved here for an event. I moved here for a person. Lord, I'm in a very obscure place. I believe that God wants to speak to you in this moment. And maybe with the simplicity, the simplicity and the the humility of the message of Jesus is that God still has a plan for your life. God wants you to be in community. And if this message can encourage you in any way, it's just to let you know that you're not alone. There are other people that are walking with you and walking through some of the same things that you're walking with. And maybe in this moment, even in your isolation, you can have that hope and that intentionality to remind yourself Who's walking, who's alone, who's living in isolation? And how can I be a moment of light? How can I be a person of hope in the middle of all of that? I love this about Jesus is that Jesus was born in all of these things. He was born in a moment where people were oblivious and had no purpose. He was born in a moment where people were tired. They, They had become exhausted with believing and trusting God. He was born in obscurity where people were just like, what, how? And through all of these things, Jesus lived a life of faith and fulfillment. And I believe he's called us to do the same. As we come to a close, I felt very uh, strongly just to take this moment to look at 2021 and 2022 and really just share something prophetically that I believe is on my heart. I believe in in 2020, uh, that was not the crisis. I believe 2021 was the real crisis because I believe in 2021, we had the option. Uh, at one point we didn't have any options and people made decisions, but when there are options presented, that's when you get, it's really revealed who you really are and what your true desires are. And I feel like going into 2022, that God is going to create a great level of momentum in our personal lives and in our church. I believe that we are at, at standing at a moment where it's a lead or lead through it moment. It's either leave, or lead. And I don't want you to get this option, this third option that many people come after responding from a crisis. And I'm talking more than just COVID and all of the other things that we dealt with. I think we're living in the middle of a social, a spiritual crisis. And I think some people have settled in their minds, I'm just gonna live with what I am, live with where I'm at and and just continue where I'm at. And I'm, I'm believing that God is going to bring some boldness, encouraging your heart to believe and to hope again many people may have made transitions and I don't want to discredit those transitions. Many people have decided to move. Many people have decided to take on new jobs and we should celebrate those things. But just remember that in this hour, God has called you to lead in some capacity and already determined in your heart, like in this Christmas season, how can I be like Jesus to come in the middle of isolation and pain and people are far off and to live following that great life and that message. I want you to be encouraged that as we go into 2022, I believe that we're gonna face even more challenges, not to exhaust you <laughs> before it happens, but I believe that God is going to equip us. He's gonna be with us because he's Emmanuel. God goes with us, he goes with, through it with us, and he goes before us. God bless you guys on this Christmas season. And from our family to yours, we pray that you have an amazing, an amazing Christmas time. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online or visit tfho.church